Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Welcome to the Arcade Attack Podcast, Adrian here, and I'm joined with Dylan. Hello, mate. I'm but here. No offence, Dylan, we've got more important guests here today. We've got some really Shut special up. guests. Because <laughs> a few months ago, we were asked to be on the Retro Hour Podcast, and we thought it was only fair that we got Dan and Ravi back on our own podcast. So, Dan, Ravi, thank you so much for being here today. It's great to be on. All right, cheers. Yeah, thanks. Love the podcast. Oh, thank you. Ditto. The, the, the feeling is mutual, guys. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks, thanks for turning up. Can you feel the love in this room now? You can feel, even though we're in like three separate rooms, <laughs> we're feeling the love. Um, I'd love to know, actually, because I know you guys, obviously, huge retro fans. You obviously played games growing up just like us. I think we both, or all of us, share a sort of an Amiga love. So I'm sure that won't be the last time we hear the word Amiga. Um, but how did you first get the idea to start your podcast and... What was your inspiration? I'd love to know. Was there any other sort of names for the podcast before you land on the old retro hour? Well, I think most things in life, I think the best ideas come out of um, getting drunk together. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think we were, uh, it was in Amsterdam, I think, wasn't it, Ravi? We'd been yeah. out there for the um, the Amiga's 30th birthday party. They had like a big party at um, this really big venue in Amsterdam. And it was the first Amiga show I'd been to. And I thought, you know, who's going to turn up to this? You know, is Amiga really that big anymore? But actually it was packed out. Yeah. Um, we went out there and we did a little video together and I, then I think we were a little bit hung over on the train coming back and talking about you know how well the video worked together and then I just came up with the idea well, why don't we try doing a podcast and we thought we'd try maybe one or two episodes and uh, here we are four years later <laughs> still going yeah right um, Dan was like a radio professional and I tried a few podcasts before so I, I think there was this thing called like Audio Boo and it was this really short mm. little service where you had like about 10 minutes and I'd do tiny podcasts about cheesy 90s TV shows. <laughs> oh, <nice>. um, <laughs> yeah, but we both listened to a thing called uh, Twit, which was This Week in Tech, which is kind of a big American gaming podcast. Well, technology podcast. They talk about everything, really. And that network was one that we were really looking up to when we started. Yeah, because I mean, I, I did do a podcast about 10, 12 years ago called um, Logic Lounge, it was called. Um, and that was mainly about essentially a ripoff of uh, This Week in Tech. Just kind of covering like, you know, <laughs> nice. modern technology, that kind of thing. I think we got like about 10 listeners a week, um, me and the guy yeah. who I did it with. So it was really that weird period, you know, but podcasting had like a really big takeoff in the mid 2000s and it seemed to fizzle away a bit, didn't it? And then mm-hmm. obviously the last few years, you know, we've kind of, you know, probably similar to you guys as well. We've kind of, you know, rode that wave of podcasting becoming popular again. It is, isn't it? It's mm. kind of, there was that massive sort of audio book thing. And then people are like, oh, yeah, podcasts, great, iTunes, brilliant. And then it just kind of died down for a bit. Yeah. And, I've, you know, I think, we we, I think it might it. have yeah. been the technology. So, like, yeah. ori- yeah. originally people were shoving them on iPod Nanos and stuff. And then there was a break. <laughs> and then, like, phones yeah. came out and decent podcast apps came out then. Yeah, because yeah, you think back in the day, you'd have to sync it to your iPod and you'd have to be in, maybe on dial-up internet or something. You know, it was a bit of a faff to get a podcast on the go. Yeah. Yeah, I used to listen to the uh, the Ricky Gervais podcast with yeah. Carl Pilkinson. That was when the was first that? One. Year, oh, it must be about 10 odd years ago now, maybe a bit. Like, it's crazy, really. Oh, Adam Buxton as well. He did one. Yeah. Uh, well, he yeah, was like yeah, the pioneers. With Joe yeah, Cornish, he like, yeah. yeah. He was like one of the pioneers of the podcast, Adam Buxton. Yeah, uh, Black Squadron, I think they used to call it, because I was working at the Roundhouse in London, and they were recording one upstairs, and I was like, oh, God, Adam Buxton's here. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. He's I, a legend. Like, I must talk to him. He's a legend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, regarding the name then, I suppose the retro hour, it doesn't pigeonhole you, but it kind of forces your hand a little bit. How do you come up with the name and, and also maybe the, uh, sort of structure? Did you always think to yourself retro news and then get a guest on or how did that sort of come about? Yeah. I mean, for, you know, the idea that we'd really had is, you know, there, there were other retro podcasts around then, um, you know, retro asylum and shows like that were already going and retro notes in America. But I think the idea that we had is, um, we want to get the stories from 
the the people who made the games and wrote the magazines that we grew up reading and playing that kind of thing and running the companies so really it kind of came out of that i mean we'd just been to that amiga show in amsterdam mm. and we'd done a few interviews out there on camera and one of them was actually well we did a few, the camera didn't work actually in the end <laughs> so we interviewed like dave haney rj michael we did david pleasance got back and um, yeah actually there's no audio on any of them at all oh, so that's annoying. yeah we eventually redid them all again over the years but i think you know from doing those interviews and finding them really interesting ourselves that kind of spurred the format of the show yeah. to be kind of give you this evergreen context i mean the news side of it we thought we'd put that in so we can have a bit of a dynamic yeah. and it's not just us interviewing a guest we actually get to talk to each other and discuss things that we're interested in too um but also that kind of evergreen content i mean if you listen to the news it's outdated after a couple of weeks but yeah. the interviews that we did four years ago is still as relevant mm. today as when we did them yeah, yeah. It, interesting about losing the footage because um, Alistair Brimble was one that I recorded in Amsterdam. Oh, he was legend. our first guest yeah. on uh, the Retro Hour, and to be honest, I think we were thinking of collabing on YouTube. We were doing this like collab TV show style thing, and then losing the footage, we probably realised how annoying video is <laughs> and how many God. things yeah. there are to remember when you, you're doing video production compared to audio. And I think, you know, the, the YouTube format, it's really geared towards like 10 minute videos, isn't it? Really? Whereas with a podcast, mm -hmm. you can get on with other things. You can listen while you're driving or on the train or at work, you know, depending on your job. So it kind of lends itself a bit better to that kind of one hour, you know, longer format. That's true. I mean, they're mm -hmm. like two completely different media types, aren't they? If you think yeah. about how YouTubers approach their things, they kind of like, right, they want to get this point across. They have yeah. X, Y, and Z to get there. They plan it all out, do it, and then bash it out in like 10, 15 minutes. We, you know, us guys will just sit around, have a bit <laughs> yeah. of a chat, go for a cup of tea. We're not very photogenic, so we thought we'd, we'd, we'd ban we the cameras. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> got the face, we got the face for radio, us two, so, uh. Well, the amount of times I've heard that. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, Dan, you're, you know, you're, um, professional in the radio industry. Can you tell our listeners a bit more about that? Cause obviously you, you, you come across as a lot more professional than us. <laughs> so how did you get into it? And so sort of what do you, what do you do as a job job? Well, I don't know about professional, but I've worked <laughs> in radio for, uh, for, God, it must have come like 20 years now. I think I started, well, about 2001 I started, but before that I did like, um, you know, um, community radio and yeah. college, that kind of thing. Um, but really it came out of being a club DJ. Oh, right. I used to play um, house music and UK <laughs> Garage. That was my main thing. You remember when that nice. was big, like back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. You, you used to support EZ, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you know yeah. much about UK Garage, I mean, I did nights with the Dream Mate, Team, DJ we grew up. We grew up, obviously, we're from Croydon. We're from South yep. London. We grew up in that scene. Yeah, man. Yeah. I've seen yeah, like, yeah. EZ like, in like, the clubs and that. and That's madness. And you were there as well. That's mad. That's great. That's actually yeah, well, I did the, the Pure Garage 4 tour. I did a couple of nights with EZ on that. Um, in London, we did <laughs> randomly Lincoln. Um, we used to do a lot of nights at their Leeds. We did. So, I mean, I was kind of big All of our mates can't own. believe this right now. They listen. <laughs> like, the guy from the Retro Hour was like spinning those tunes back in those days. And we were all like bopping along to it. Oh, God. I've I still got know. my uh, Garage vinyls in yeah. the garage here, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, that, nice. that's actually one thing that kind of brought me and Dan together. Yeah. I love a garage as well, because um, mm. I used to DJ on the pirate radios as well. So nice. um, we we had this like collect thing where we'd get together in town, get really drunk, and then go home and play garage all night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of foundations of the retro hour as well, yeah. That's mad. So, yeah. You've got, so you've got like, um, obviously, garage DJs, garage aficionados here, and now we just do retro gaming podcasts. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's I the... think there is scope somewhere for a UK garage podcast. There, I think that's always been the oh, back of my mind, or a house music kind of yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. Still, you know, if you think like history is still going and stuff, mm, and they're yeah. still spinning like garage tracks on there, aren't they? So. But Ravi, you still play gigs today, don't you? You do the the old Amiga. Yeah. So um, I I was never a real successful DJ like Dan, but now <laughs> I've I've got my Amigas and I've started playing mods, and now yeah. I'm getting asked to do festivals and stuff. Uh, I've Mate. just done one in Sheffield with um, Bit Shifter and a few international I'm a pitch shifter as well <laughs> what's no, going bit, on it's just like we're in some weird shifter. dimension right now <laughs> <laughs> they're, but they're you, you supported dj though, yoda yeah. didn't you you supported yoda yeah oh yeah God. supported yoda as well um on amigas so those are people seem to like think oh djing with amigas it's like a nice little niche now so it's something different and interesting so what what nice. amiga do you use for that 1200 yeah, yeah, yeah. You can use 600s or 500s, but I, I've just got two 1200s. So yeah, oh, unexpanded wow. as well. Unexpanded? 
Yeah, well, like yeah. the two, like two megabytes of RAM each. Yeah, yeah, just rolling on two meg of RAM. <laughs> um, if I want to play some Hoffman tunes, I'll put in an extra couple of meg. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Are you? Well, I mean, <laughs> do you get a lot of people come up to you going, "Oh, what's your favorite Amiga games? Do they recognise you, or is it quite yeah, separate yeah. from the retro hour?" Like, I, I, it's, I knew no one at the Sheffield gig, only the guys that announced me, and there were people in the crowd like, Amiga! Amiga! <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. So it's stuff. quite good, yeah. And, uh, it's starting to get a bit of a, like, reputation for DJing with it, so. And I do a live stream every week, so I DJ different styles. I, um, recently discovered classical music on the Amiga, uh-huh. so I thought I might, uh, wear a bow tie and drink some wine. <laughs> nice. And do, like, a stream like that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Well, back to the pod, if that's right. We back about, to the pod. We sorry, talk about all day. It's like <laughs> tangent. Yeah, sorry. Um, I mean, you've had some great guests on your shows. I mean, you've been, how many podcasts have you got now? Over almost two hundred, isn't that right? This will be two two hundred in, in a fortnight, I think. That's as soon as the episode comes out. Incredible. Congrats. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. Um, which guests though were were you most amazed and proud to get on your show? I mean, you had some well, some real legends on there, but who who were you most not surprised, but you're so proud to get on your, yeah, on your show? Yeah. The thing for me, Nolan Bushnell, you know, we had him on for our 100th episode. That took about six months worth of work to get him on. The God. Yeah. The God himself. Yeah. It was well worth it. I mean, just getting someone who, you know, essentially the father of video games, you Mm. know, it's, uh, getting those stories direct from him. I mean, you know, like we all have, you've read those stories about, you know, the, the pong Mm. machines using like, you know, Mm. little, um, milk cartons for the coins to fall in, that (laughs) kind of thing and baking tray, you know, how primitive the industry was then when it was just starting out, but actually getting those stories from the guy that founded the company. And he's even talking to us about, you know, when Steve Jobs used to work for him, you know, working on Breakout and stuff like that. And, <laughs> you know, this is a guy that really could state Steve's break. So it was like getting those stories from Nolan himself was just, I think that was my, my favorite episode we've ever done. Yeah. Oh, was that a two-hour special or am I? Uh, it wasn't actually. No, I think it probably, well, we called the show The Retro Hour. I think that one ran for about an hour and a half. Oh, but, fair yeah, enough, we, yeah. we couldn't cut Nolan enough, could we? <laughs> it was no. a longie, yeah. <laughs> um, I think um, Richard Bartle was my favorite oh, one. Yeah. So he... He invented MUDs and he, We've he had, yeah. talked about the class system in there being based on the British class system. And I thought that was amazing because <laughs> that's used in all the games now, class systems. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was, he's dead. Yeah. Cause we, we, he did a, he did a text Q and A for us, didn't he? Yeah. Richard, but yeah, he's smart man. Well, you yeah. can tell. Smart. <laughs> Jesus. He's like, take smart to a different level of it. Yeah. But also we had an episode with, um, a pirate from, um, I think he was at Skid Row or Fairlight back in the day. Fairlight. Sure, yeah. Fairlight was, yeah. A guy called Galahad. And he gives a story about how you, you'll remember. I mean, I'm sure you do. We probably all denied it back then, but you know, those copied discs that we had in our amigos. The guys who cracked and, stuff. Yeah. The yeah, guys who cracked so, stuff. You had that, like, that weird kind of things at the beginning of the game, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you Fairlight could... where dreams come true. It always faded in and, uh, you know, <laughs> goosebumps when you saw that as a kid. Then we got the story of how they actually got hold of the games and, how much was actually involved in cracking them and how to get them onto the bulletin boards and the kind of infighting that went on. And it turned out his day job, he's actually a policeman. <laughs> he, was he was one of the most prolific pirates in the scene. So That's why really he's anonymous, guess. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he says now he, he must be immune from prosecution, being that it was 25 years ago. So we'll oh, take okay, his word for that. Yeah, he knows the laws. <laughs> he knows, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Well, how about... So... Is there any guests um, that were really fun or revealed some really sort of interesting anecdotes that you... That you didn't expect, kind of thing. That's the thing, isn't it? Because obviously, Richard Bartle, legend, Nolan Bushnell, yeah. legend. I can't imagine them wisecracking a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who were like the most fun guys that you know? That, that we had Mel Pratcher on. He was great. Mel. Um, we got some amazing stories from him about mm. you know he's actually talking about how he used to broadcast uh, Commodore sixty four software over the radio because it turned out he was actually a radio presenter on the south coast of England wow. on a commercial radio station. And late night, you turn the records off, and for about an hour, he broadcast Commodore 64 software over the air. Nice, and people just record would it. record, yeah, on, on a cassette <laughs> tape, and they play it back. He had some really wild stories like that. So he was, and you know, kind of the days of the the kind of mainframe hacking era, you know, that's always interesting to explore. That's nice, isn't it? I love it. Yeah. Um, how about think, future um, guests? Have you got any people that you'd most love to see on your? Oh, podcast? yeah, time for a plug, guys. Yeah, time for a plug. <laughs> Ooh, well, we'd yeah. love to have Cl- Clive Sinclair would be amazing to yeah. get on, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, Steve Wozniak would yeah. be good. I, uh, Kevin Mitnick as well, the um, the hacker dude. Yeah, oh, that yes. would be really cool to talk to Kevin about, um, you know, solitary confinement and all of that for oh, God. doing phone hacking. 
Okay. Yeah, we have got a very good guest lined up for our 200th, but that is top uh, yeah. at the moment. Yeah. He's one of my, one of, one of the best guests, I think, yeah. Oh, wow. Ever oh. <laughs> we wouldn't know. Spoil sports. Yeah. We'll tell you yeah. after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're trying to get in our Discord and everything, yeah. Yeah, for me personally, I'd love to get um, Ron Gilbert on one day because... Yeah. Um, I'm, well, you, you guys are Monkey Island fans, aren't you? And just, what a legend. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Diamond as well, but he, he says that he doesn't talk about uh, these things anymore. But I'd love Dominic Diamond, on. Yeah, yeah, I think we, he gets too we, many requests. We have a half story about Dominic Diamond, don't we? Like when we first started doing this in 2014, yeah. I think you tweeted him, didn't you? I, I I emailed him a few times, and he was like, maybe, maybe not. And he was he, like, go on, Adrian. Oh no, Adrian. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I think he lives in Canada now. But. Yeah. Yeah, well, I he works to... on radio there, doesn't he? Yeah, you think you're right. Yeah, but no, I we we didn't get him on. Either. We had the we had the chance to get his last words on Games Master, <laughs> yeah. and he just at the final the final hurdle, he just binned us off. So yeah, we had Dave Perry on as well, like an early episode, and then I, that's one of the re- reasons I went to Dominic. I was like, look, Dave said this stuff. Do you want to Dave clear it up? It's all right. Set him off against each other. Dave's a good lad. I mean, I love how brutally honest he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like obviously Adrian chatted on the podcast, even when he did the written Q and A for us, just brutally, brutally honest, isn't he? Yeah. He's just, yeah, he's, he's a good guy, good guy. Well, I was surprised Actually, when yeah. we spoke to him because I mean, you remember him on the show? He always came across like you know a bit smarmy and you know, <laughs> yeah. not a very likable character on Games Master, but we were pleasantly surprised mm. by just how down to earth and nice he came yeah. across. It's because the games it, animal is different, isn't it? Yeah, it's a game the guy that everybody different. forgets is David Lynch, who was the um, commentator for like the fighting, and he was from Namco, and wow. he'd always get it wrong. So the fighting <laughs> would happen too fast, and he'd be like, uh, "Scratches, punches, um, uh, combos." <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> that when they did the second take, and then the other person won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Have you thought about maybe like, I mean, obviously your show's getting from strength to strength, but there's only a certain number of guests out there. You ever think of changing your format slightly or any other ideas up your sleeve or is that all a bit top secret as well? Well, we thought about, you know, the fact that the retro gaming industry or the gaming industry as it were has been going for like 40 years now. And I guess Mm. as time kind of goes on, new retro kind of comes along, doesn't it? I mean, you know, we're getting to the stage now where we're doing stuff about, you know, the Dreamcast and the PlayStation 2 kind of moving into that era so it doesn't look like we're going to have a shortage of guests anytime soon i mean is that something you guys have given thought to as well or? we've got I, I know you're not wholly interview based are you but no we we try and break it up so i don't yeah. know if the listeners have noticed but we try and do an interview one week and then us talking rubbish the week yeah. after and then you know so forth so forth but yeah. there is i mean there's it is i mean after you guys are you know after doing 200 i mean that's a lot of players yeah in in the industry um, there's, there's, there's guys out there, isn't there? Are, there's still people. There's loads yeah. and loads. I'm I, sure there's people that have agreed for stuff with us that, that quite gladly jump on your show as well, wouldn't they? So, and in, in, so. in the motto, we also have a thing that will help us in the future, which is your weekly dose of retro gaming and technology news. Ah, so maybe, oh, yeah. maybe we can move into <laughs> retro technology as well, you know? Well, we've kind of done a bit of that. We had Captain Crunch on, you know, talking about, um, blue boxing days and bulletin boards and hacking and all that kind of thing. So we have done a few shows there. You know, not really gaming yeah. focused, but more to do with. Like, we did one on a system called Plato that was kind of like the internet in the 1960s. Oh, wow. And that was one of the most popular episodes we've done this year, actually. So we kind of do, you know, branch out into that a little bit, kind of keeping that gaming connection a, a bit in there, but we're not afraid to kind of go, you know, full on nerdy and talk about, like, you know, <laughs> bulletin boards or mainframes, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, great stuff. Um, before we, I want to talk soon about because uh, Dylan's here and he loves Rise of the Robots. He's a defend, easy defender oh, yeah. to the kill. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you about your guilty pleasures. Uh, not you know just your video games, <laughs> nothing more. So um, it's like so basically, yeah. What what is your Rise of the Robots? Yeah. Isn't it? What's that horrible game or that sort of that slated game that you guys love? Oh, I think everything on the Atari Jaguar for me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the system, so uh, I, I do enjoy getting my Jag out and playing. You know, there is some real dross on that system, oh, but yeah. I'm quite a big fan of the Jag. I don't mind sitting down and playing a bit of oh, Bugsy. Yeah. You know, it's um, I, I could get a blast through that. It's pretty fun. What's the I'm worst best game? Looking at a copy of Rise here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your worst get... best Jaguar game then, Dan? Oh, worst best Jaguar game. Mm. You don't say checkered flag. Don't say checkered flag. No, go ahead. That is just terrible. Kasumi Ninja, see, I can play that and quite enjoy it. I know it's a Mortal Kombat ripoff. 
Angus yeah. in the yeah, and he's kilt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the kilt thing. Oh god. Yeah, it's it's not a bad game. It is playable, isn't it? It's just a bit rough around the edges. <laughs> and Cybermorph, I don't mind playing that. Yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of fun for a few minutes to yeah, look definitely. around. I think you know the Jag gets a, a bad reputation. I mean, there are some good titles on there. For, you know, Doom. That's probably my favourite console to play mm. Doom on. That's great. And yeah. um, Alien vs Predator, you know, and, and Tempest 2000, of course. So you know, I can set my Jaguar up and leave it set up for a couple of weeks and enjoy yeah. playing it most evenings for an hour or two. It's definitely music to Adrian's. Oh. I love he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yes, Dan. Keep talking. Keep talking, mate. <laughs> well, me and, me and Dylan are going to an NFL game, aren't we, this weekend? And we I'm, are. I'm supporting the Jaguars. Because, Amazing. Because I don't know much about NFL, but I like the Tari Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's I think a good uh, reason, Battle Chess is one of mine. I, I used Ooh, to yeah. love that game, and it's very slow, but you, you, you wait to kill someone, and the animations on there. That really was me. On the Amiga, wasn't it? I think Uh Yeah, they had a PC version as well. Oh, yeah. and I think it was on everything, Battle Chess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but and it I was, we, wasn't it? We talked about it when you guys were on our podcast as well, I think, when I was talking about Captain Planet. That yeah, was yeah. Um, <laughs> a bundled <laughs> game that came with my Amiga 500 Plus and got yeah. tech. I think it scored like, you know, 40% or something in Amiga format. But because it was one of the first Amiga games I got, you know, I completed that game. I played oh. it Are you so done better much. than me? <laughs> I got to the last level, to be fair, Dan, but I couldn't complete it. But yeah. I agree, it's not I, that bad. I, I did have a cheat, though, to be fair, so <laughs> I, I can't claim glory. <laughs> quick, quick Snacks Dizzy as well. That's quite a good fun one. It's like a Dizzy game, but uh, it's just an above-view kind of Pac-Man-style one. Oh, cool. That's a good game. I wouldn't say that was a bad game. Quite like those like diz- Dizzy spin-off games, pardon the pun. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a cheap pirate one, I think. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, a pirate of a Dizzy um, game. <laughs> if we're talking about awful Amiga games that we actually used to play, but does anyone, anyone remember a game called Bomb X? Hey? Bomb no. X. no. Bomb yeah. X on the Amiga. All I say is Google it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah, good stuff. Um, how about your favourite games? Can you? <laughs> ah, if, that's a, t- that's a <laughs> tough question. Yeah, you, you don't play as a human. You play as part of a human. Let me put oh, it that, that way. Bob? Oh, which part? I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need to get the explicit tag on iTunes, so yeah, oh, we should probably leave it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what What would you say is your favourite games in Dan and Ravi? I mean, that's arguably a tougher question. Um, I'll probably say Worms. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Worms was one of my best, just because it was so customizable, and it was good kind of sit down, take your turn, but also when you were watching people take their turn, it was really funny where they mess up. Yeah. So it kind of had that interactivity, you know. And like their missile goes like 10 like miles past you. <laughs> Pretty yeah. Like, uh... I remember I was at work experience for two weeks and uh, they just chucked me in the corner. I was just being playing. I played Worms for about a week. <laughs> they said, Adrian, just sit in the corner. Just you play your Worms. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Worms was great. Does anyone remember a game called Scorched Tanks? It was kind of based on. Um, yeah, Scorched Earth. That was, yeah, yeah. Scor- yeah, there was a PC version. One of the Amiga called Scorched Tanks, I think it was. The Amiga ah, version yeah. of it. Um, and that was kind of the game that Worms was based on. But we had that. I think it was a public domain game. So we played that quite a lot, probably more so than Worms, actually, because I think you know, it obviously predated it a couple of years. Nice. Um, mm, cool. But for me, it was always, you know, again, the point-and-click adventure games. Um, yeah. Monkey Island 1, Monkey Island 2, Loom. I used to love that game. That was yeah. one of my favourites. Um, the Indiana Jones games. Um, also the pinball games as well, you know, Pinball Fantasies. Oh, pinball man. Pinball Dreams, Illusion, Slam Tilt. That was amazing. Those pinball games were so good on the Amiga, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were brilliant. Yeah. The music as well, unbelievable. Oh, right? God. Yeah, you could just spin spin some of those tracks at one of your DJ nights there, Ravi, couldn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've dropped some <laughs> pinball fantasies. Pinball fantasies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Ridge Racer as well, the original Ridge that's Racer. It. I love that game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the Die Hard Trilogy on the PlayStation. Oh, that's a great game. Yeah, Die Hard Trilogy. Yeah. Is that cheating? Because that's like three games in one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <Is that cheating>? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which one of the three do you like, actually, the most? That's one. Uh, I, I used to love the one in the cars, because... But the driving's really hard when you go back to it nowadays. It's like, could you actually drive that? I couldn't Jesus. get to the things in time, and I ended up yeah. like, I, I played it the other day. I think, I think, oh, I quite like the shooty one, but I don't know, is it? Uh, I like the one where you're in the tower block when you're a little person and you've got to go round and you can shoot yeah. all the windows. That yes. one's really cool. I'm with you there. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Destructible environments, first thing. Yeah. So I, I like, like, like these samples as well, like, sorry, pal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wasn't Bruce Willis, was it? <laughs> no. no, that was when, that was when voice acting was done by like you know the, the intern in the office or something, wasn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, there was uh, firing in the terminal. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there a moment, Dan and Ravi, when you thought, "Wow, this podcast is picking up some speed"? Uh, was there a moment you thought we've we actually made it? Because you guys, you know, you, you, you 
your numbers are your, your numbers are huge. You're number one often. You've really made it, and obviously, you're not trying to give you big egos, but you're you're up there, aren't you? The the top sort of gaming podcast. Was there a moment where it sort of clicked, thinking, "Yes, we've actually kind of made it." What was the tipping well, when, point? Yeah. Well, when we did that first episode, I remember we put it out there with um, Alistair Brimble, and I think in you know, the first couple of days we got like a thousand listens, and I was like, oh. "Wow!" <laughs> like we didn't think that many people have listened to it, and obviously, it's grown a hell of a lot since then. Um, but I think it probably for me, it was when Ravi once he sent me a screenshot saying, yeah, we're number one in the iTunes tech podcast chart. And I was like, what? I think, yeah, that, that was probably the moment when I realized actually, you know, this is becoming a big thing now. And I mean, and re- you know, recently when we started, you know, the last year we've started getting companies who want to pay to advertise on the podcast oh, as well, wow. which Take it. <laughs> is, yeah, we have, you know, probably two sponsors an episode now, which, um, it's, it's a very selective process because you don't need to get in the way of the content especially mm. with a show that's only an hour long. And they've got to be the right kind of sponsors to yeah. fit in with, you know, the kind of stuff that we do. But I think the fact that, you know, we have these, you know, big companies like The Economist and people like that who want to sponsor our podcast and get to our audience. That's that, brilliant. That kind of something I never expected to get to. I that's thought, brilliant. I always thought Dan had this huge, powerful um, YouTube channel. But when we beat Dan's YouTube channel, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I was impressed with that initially. <laughs> was that yeah i mean how did you reach so many people so quickly i mean obviously you know ours has been a bit of a slog you know we used to we used to champion sort of like celebrate a hundred people listening <laughs> listening to a podcast it's a bit more now like no, it's obviously it's like thousands <laughs> I now think but, it's but, like a s- snowball effect so like you get a guest on and then they've got their own network and they yeah. kind of mm-hmm. promote in that and then you know if you're getting around 200 of them you're getting all these little groups of fans and nerds around and then they're kind of Hello, getting on to it and then you get people that become like evangelicist kind of supporters of it that will chat to you every week and yeah. push it on to all their mates as well and that really I, helps i think yeah. in our early days as well the fact that we did have kind of a following on youtube did help because you know yeah, we, we yeah. could promote it to that audience too yeah. on both of our channels so that you know in the early days of the show actually yeah. finding our audience that, that really helps yeah I mean, we, we've just got to get Alistair Brimble on, haven't we? That's, 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 what he's <laughs> that, that's a key. Been, that's all you need. <laughs> it's been a while since we featured him. He did uh, was when he was doing his Amiga CD thing, yeah. wasn't it? When did he re- when he released that album a few years ago? That's the last time. Yeah, blimey, it's been a while now. Oh God, yeah, it's about time for a recap. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, guys, keep. Wo- I mean, you know, you got a huge number of fans, and you're doing something right. So keep going. Yeah, definitely. well done, guys. Yeah, obviously, I oh, appreciate that, guys. Thanks, you know, and it we, means a lot to us. We saw a big spike after you put us in your. Oh your yeah, show. thanks for that. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was awesome because it was like we had you guys on, and then you're like, "We're number one in the charts," and we're I like, "Yes." <laughs> you know? I had to we, refresh we my listeners. <laughs> yeah, we, we got some of your listeners saying, "Oh, we, we found your show as well," so you know, it, it worked for us as well. So that was amazing. Yeah, it works both ways. Yeah. yeah, it is good. I think I'd I'd definitely recommend other podcasters to get in touch with us. Actually, other podcasters, <laughs> we could do a lot more collaborations, and obviously with you guys as well. So yeah, I think it's it's good. But there's there's a lot more other nerds out there that we need to get to, isn't there? You know, no, I think that's right, because in, in the world of podcasting, it's it's not that easy to get discovered. I mean, on mm. YouTube, you're on one platform, yeah. and it recommends kind of like likewise videos, mm-hmm. you know, related to yeah. what you're watching right now. But because on podcasting, we're all kind of across different services, yeah. different hosts, and that kind of thing, it just, it's often hard for an audience to discover other shows that they might find interesting. So I it think, is. you know, that kind of crossover yeah. episode works really well. And I um I do web design and SEO as a job. Nice. So um kind of I've implemented that in the podcast and I think that's also helped a lot. A lot of people forget how powerful a website can be. Um, yeah. Uh you know, they, they, they think, oh, social media will have just a Facebook page or we'll have this. <laughs> yeah. But you know, a website with new content it what's gets you discovered that's it i mean yeah. yeah we've got the website as well i think that that helped us get those hundred people in the beginning <laughs> those hundred people that came to our website back in those days and then, then started listening to us but it is i know it's much harder because you know, you're like you're right with the youtube stuff as soon as it finishes youtube's already playing something mm. related or putting suggestions yeah. all over the yeah. screen and on a podcast if someone's on the train listening to it doesn't like to say well now you can listen to Arcade Attack <laughs> yeah. on the our, um, podcast um, is there any other sort of gaming podcast you listen to, um, or any any other podcasts that you really fancy? Because I listen to a, a rocky podcast I love called Going Distance. So it's not all about gaming for me. But how about you guys? Time to plug your well, mates. Go for it. Let me get my pocket. Um, I, my I listen to this. Uh, it's politics. Dun dun dun. But Ooh. it's uh, it's two guys from Cambridge, and it's called Totally Unprepared Politics, and they're basically two dudes that just get MPs on and like ask crazy questions they they had this idea that you know um 
you could have a, a kind of steroid league within the Olympics where the guys take the most roids possible and then compete <laughs> against each other. So they always have weird spins on kind of stuff. And uh, I listen to one called Ham Nation as well because um, I, I don't know much about ham radio, but I really like to listen to it because they have mad stuff like this solar update where they're like, there was a solar storm this week. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> you just get weird stuff about technology, ham meetings, safety on climbing up um, aerials and not falling off and stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, but good. Well, kind of related to that as well. I mean, there's one I'm listening to at the moment called The Darknet Diaries. I don't know if you oh. guys have heard that. It's kind of like uh, all about hacking in the underground, that kind of stuff. And um, there's one called The Missing Crypto Queen as well. It's kind of a, about a big um, Bitcoin scam. Oh, and right. it's produced by the BBC, but it's really interesting. I think I, I binge listened to the entire thing. Wow. In about like two or three weeks, I went through the whole thing. It's really good. Um, stuff as well, like, you know, for talking gaming stuff, you guys, obviously, you know, <laughs> on, on my listen every Jeez, week. Uh, Maximum Power Up, those guys are great. RGDS, yep. Asylum, no, you know, all the UK crew, which um, mm. you all know, do fantastic and, and sadly, uh, I was listening to Amigo's podcast, which yeah. is good, but sadly, Amiga Rama, yeah. which was another one's just, uh, just finished. So. We tweeted him. You can just get to, it in a torrent, you know. Yeah, we tweeted him just to see if he'll come on us for, for, for a guest <laughs> episode, but I think he's got really busy with his new job, hasn't he? So the Amigos. Yeah, yeah. Is. But uh, those Amigos guys are, are fantastic doing it from mm. America. They've got big dedication. Oh, and yeah, there's one man. I really like called um, the Internet History Podcast as well. It's kind of, um, it's on about its 200th episode now. Been going a few years, and there's actually the guy who does the podcast. He wrote a book about it all as well, and they kind of interview uh, guys like Mark Van Driesen and talk about the history of Mosaic and Netscape, and you know those kind of that era of the internet. So um, and the birth of <laughs> Yahoo and Search. So that's that's really interesting. The olden days. That does sound quite yeah. interesting to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're we're going to one day meet you in an event face to face. We owe you a few beers. <laughs> oh, for we sure, keep missing yeah. each other, don't we? Yeah, we're yeah. drunk and say the Atari ST is rubbish, man. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> But the Jaguar's great. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but onto events, though, you 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 host a few, don't you? You actually do the podcast in a number of events. Is how did that come about? Is that really different to your usual podcast setup where you talk to people, I guess, over Skype? Is that is that right? Oh God, yeah, we're doing about must be sometimes more than one a month. I think we've done about twelve this year. We did oh. about fifteen last year. Um, it kind of came around originally. Um, I can't remember the first one we did. Now, Ravi, what, what was the first? Was it Play Expo or? God, I don't even remember. We've done so many. It's, uh, me and Keith, um, yeah, because me and Keith caught a little bit of your one at Play Expo London. I think when you had, yeah, um, that was crazy. We did twelve at Play Archie Expo McClain, London. Yeah. And, yeah. There were the hecklers at the back going boo, boo, We're doing some in Norway at the moment as well, which are really interesting because wow. that's a total different audience, yeah. and uh, you know they don't. Like you can take the British podcasters to the British audience, but taking them over uh, the British games companies, but taking them over to like uh, one in Europe where they've never kind of seen it. There's a whole kind of new excitement about it. It's really nice. Yeah, cause, I mean, we started doing the play expos, and we did um, for about we about three years now. We've done most of them. We we missed the one in Blackpool because we were over in uh, Germany. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, I mean, we did like all of them for about you know, three and a half, four years now. So we've done Blackpool, Manchester, London. And um, Ravi went down to do one in Margate, I think, didn't you? Margate, yeah, I, I hosted the cosplay panel, <laughs> the cosplay competition and <laughs> <Nice>. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <I remember>. okay. <laughs> so, I was like, I mean, that's, "That's a nice sword." That's <laughs> a nice sword you've got. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, hugging up with those guys is really good. And then we've done a few local ones, like we did a, a music one with Rod, Rob Hubbard um, up here in Lovely. Nottingham. Um, we've been invited to one in Ireland that I think we're going to do next year. We've um, or two in Ireland actually. Uh, this year I've done Pixel Heaven. I hosted a couple out there on stage in Poland. Yeah, so but getting on the international stage is great as well because I mean it kind of blows my mind that we're in Norway and like we're, we're on a table and there's like you know twenty retro listeners there. How do, how do things like crazy. that? How do opportunities like that even arise? Like, do people just like just email you and go, Dan Ravi, do you want to come to Norway? <laughs> yeah. Or? It has got to the stage where it is that now. I mean, we're doing one um, quite randomly in North Yorkshire, um, a little town okay. called Thirsk. We're doing next month, and that's like a, a big ca- – it's not specifically a retro gaming event, but it's going to be um, about 20 podcasts over a weekend. We're all doing like one-hour-long panels nice. and live shows, and they're charging tickets for it. And they just got in touch and said, you know, do you want to come along and do one of these? So we're like, yeah, we're up for that. Um, but, yeah, it's really got the stage now, like with Norway and Poland. They just got in touch and asked us if we want to come along and do some panels. But also, we tend to go to 
smaller things as well. So um, I go to a lot of the user groups, which will sometimes be like five people in a small church hall or something like that. But, you know, it's always good to turn up and like keep get into those events as well. They're always good fun. Good on you, Evan, yeah. No, good stuff. We need to start, we need to put our finger on the pulse down here because we, we <laughs> we're lazy if it's we're, not in Croydon. We're lazy. We're like, if it's not in Adrian's or mine house, we don't really do it. <laughs> well, I think so far I've been to five countries this year and I'm just thinking I need to stay, sit down and uh, <laughs> Take it easy. stop polluting the world. Yeah. But, but it can be exhausting as well. I mean, like Ravi said, I mean, I think, you know, when we're at Play Expo London, we did five each day. I think it was 10 actually we did over on the weekend. Wow. Mental. And, you know, literally it's a one, one hour, then you get five minutes turn around, next one's on. We came off stage on Sunday afternoon. I don't think either of us spoke on the way home on the train for about like two hours. It was yeah. like, you just feel physically drained, but then you've got like 10 shows in the bag, so that's quite good. Well, yeah, there's always a lot of drinking involved. <laughs> yeah, usually a bit, yeah. Of, a bit of drinking. Good job yeah. there's beer at those events, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'd love to know, actually, because I hosted a bit of a lads' night on Saturday. I invited Dylan and, and Rob and Kev around. We, played, we, we ended up playing some Scrabble, believe it or not. We didn't even play <laughs> any Jaguar. I know. What's, what's wrong with you? We played a bit of Scrabble. We, we, end, we ended up playing a bit of Switch. But when you guys get together, I think, is it Joe involved as well? Do you, do you ever, is there, is there a go-to multiplayer game, a bit of Micro Machines or GoldenEye? What's your sort of... Do you, do you meet it. up and just micro, play games together? Micro Machines is the one. Yeah. And, yeah, and GoldenEye for Joe's, to be fair, as well. Yeah. yeah. But Dan's favourite game, but for sure, is Micro Machines. Yeah, yeah, one of my favourite multiplayer games ever. But my skills do get progressively worse the more alcohol I've consumed. Like we see each other every <laughs> week because we do the podcast, but we don't play games with each other. It's weird, like because we used to play games a lot, but then we wouldn't create anything. <laughs> so yeah. now, now um, we do like a Christmas stream, and that's quite good because we get everybody together just to have a big gaming session and we're going to do it around my house t- this year so we're going to try and live stream it and stuff should oh, be wow. good fun yeah we, d- we did it pre-recorded on youtube last we missed last year but the years before that we did um i think yeah the last one we did is like a we had like an arcade kind of session on, yeah it was on the xbox 360 but we played like simpsons arcade and turtles oh, arcade nice. that kind of thing oh, that's good so 360, yeah, yeah great for like four player games so i think this time we're going to be using a uh, ravi's hacked wii u all yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got all the all the games on it. So, yeah, good. I'm, I'm I'm a Wii U fan actually. It's, uh, yeah, we, we both have them. They're good, aren't they? That's, they're I'm, I'm hacking um, Dan's at the moment for it. <laughs> so, yeah, to put uh, Mega CD stuff on there. Oh, nice. Don't yeah. brick you. So get, get oh, in touch with Ravi if you want yours doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> doing some YouTube video guides on it at the moment. Oh, nice, nice. Um, What's your most prized game in possessions? Because I think, Dan, you've got a Jaguar and a Jag CD. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's got to be my number one. Yeah. My Jag CD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fully, fully working, looking beautiful. Love it. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Hey, we're in an elite club, me and you, Dan. There's not many left in the world, so. I've seen, I've seen estimates. There might only be about three or four hundred of them working still. No, which, isn't you know, does, that doesn't sound like many, but yeah, that's crazy. I've got this um, one T-shirt that I bought uh, off David Pleasant's which nice. was the last Commodore kind of design T-shirt that oh, they wow. never used. And it's uh, they used it for CES. And it actually looks quite 90s and PlayStation-y. My so God, it's like, amazing. oh, yeah. Yeah, so I framed it. Damn <laughs> and, right you framed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not getting worn. It could be the prize for your gaming night, Ravi. Whoever wins the gaming night at yours. Get it's the, the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Worn at CES. That's mad, isn't it? That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um... Just to go a bit crazy, because we like asking a few rounding questions. Um, if you could, is, Dan, this is, and Ravi, this is going to blow your mind, I think. But if you could live in any video game for a day, uh, or any choice, which game would you choose and why? Playboy Mansion. <laughs> oh, easy. You like, Family friendly. You like those, like those pixelated bunnies. Okay. Fair enough. I think- I'd be Leisure Suit Larry. What is wrong with you guys? Seriously. (laughs) You've gone down an estimation, guys. (laughs) Um, In all seriousness, no. I I think probably um, Monkey Island would be good. Wouldn't that? Melee Island, you know, relaxing on the beach there. Nice place. Yeah, Syndicate. Just um, I want to drive those (laughs) those cars. You know, the weird looking ones. That blow up if you touch anything. Oh, man. Don't get your Persuader Tron out, mate. (laughs) Keep that locked away. Form an army. Keep that for the the, the bunny mansion. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, well, guys, look, it's been a real pleasure. We've got one sort of crazy final question left. And if we always ask so many guests. And once you give me your answer, I'll tell you what the, everyone t- tells us. We get, isn't it? About 50% Dylan tells us one answer to this. Well, what happens is you answer, you ask the question and then they'll pause for about a minute 
And then when I go to edit it, I'm like, what are they? Have they disappeared or something? <laughs> 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 oh, so, so it can be edited. We can, we can, it can be. So, so yeah, it's like, there'll, there'll be no pause today, but no go, pause. go on then, mate. You ask it. You but if you could I'll, share I'll, a few, I'll call you back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> if you could share a few drinks with any video game character, who would you choose and why? Mm, that's good. Go, Ravi, go. Uh, Lara, obviously. Oh, stop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if we had a pound, every time we heard that as an answer, we'd be millionaires. Yeah. Mate. Um, <laughs> we'd be millionaires, but okay, yep, yeah, good choice, good choice, good choice, uh, Dan. Or, or, or Tasmanian Devil. That Taz? <laughs> a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was gonna say if I'm Sonic the Hedgehog, see if I can match him drink for drink. I've got a feeling he'd drink very fast though. He would, yeah. That's true. I wonder yeah. what his tolerance <laughs> to booze is, because <laughs> <laughs> you probably get through them like yeah, like in about ten minutes, you'll get about. What, 100 pints in about 10 minutes would Sonic get through? WKD Blue. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a garage <laughs> drink. That's a garage drink. Yeah, that is. Get oh, that's of Ice. Man, we had, <laughs> we had a club in Croydon called the Blue Orchid. I think that's what we drank there, isn't it? The, the, the WKD. Have you ever come to the Blue Orchid, Dan? <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, it doesn't ring a bell. Then again, it's all a bit of a haze. The late you, 90s, early 2000s. Have you guys ever been to Croydon before? Uh, yeah, I've been yeah, to. I, I, I used to live in um, Eltham. Oh, okay. So, okay. Kind of in London. Area, yeah. I, I lived in Shepherd's Bush for a couple of years, so I had some friends who lived in Croydon, so they come down there. Oh, there you go. It's just the loads yeah. of great buildings and us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's... <laughs> I think we stayed in a hotel there once randomly. I think it was cheaper than Central London. Oh, yeah. On someone's yeah. birthday, like an hour taxi drive to get there or something. That's my memory, of Croydon. <laughs> and tr- trying to find a kebab shop that was open at three in the morning. Well, yeah. It's <laughs> dead now. Oh, look, guys, really appreciate your time today. Is there any final questions, Dylan, or? Um, actually, yeah, well, I had a couple of questions for the guys, actually. So, I had a little dig at the Atari ST earlier. You're both, we're all Amiga aficionados, I think it's going to be slightly skewed, but why do you think, what made the Amiga so much more special than it, obviously, for you, and obviously in the wider, yeah. wider context of, of gaming? I think there's, cus- there's okay, custom chips in the that. Amiga, really, yeah. I think, you know, the fact the Amiga had, like, custom graphics and audio hardware, that said, mm. I think, you know, some programmers could do um, pretty comparable stuff with the ST. Mm. Um, you know, back in the day, I didn't really have a lot of experience with the ST, but I thought, you know, I thought I'd pick one up in recent years. I probably got one about six, seven years ago just to kind of explore it a bit more. Yeah. And when you get past that kind of dodgy green operating system mm-hmm. and uh, the sound chip on it, even though the ST's got a reputation for being great at audio, it's down to those MIDI ports, but you know, they, they really just look like a lot of them, like, you know, you play Chaos Engine on there, for example. Mm. It looks like the Amiga version, just with terrible audio. Oh. Because you've got that kind of, um, I think the sound chip's actually the same as the one in the, uh, the Spectrum Plus 2. Ooh, I want to say. Hard one. <laughs> yeah, off the top of my head. So, you know, in terms of audio, it was essentially the ST was just the CPU on a stick, really. Um, <laughs> didn't have a lot of custom hardware, but I think that's what really made the Amiga shine. You can see it in games like Shadow of the Beast, for example, oh, where yeah. you had that gorgeous parallax scrolling. Mm. That's where the Amiga really came into its own and the ST with that kind of, you know, smooth scrolling, it couldn't compete. But I think the ST is not quite as bad as a lot of Amiga fans make it out to be. <laughs> I, think, I think it was the way that we got presented the ST as well. Yeah. So, like, well, I, I knew one guy who had an ST in the whole school. Went round to his house and he sat there showing me Cubase and a few other things like that. And I was, it just felt boring to me because he yeah. kind of showed me the... Even though I love D-Paint and the creative side of it, it was mm. just the, the, the way the, the applications looked. They looked a bit... Um, I don't know. Maybe it was the operating system. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I wasn't. Be, uh, I wasn't so much a fan of. You know. Yeah, it can't be a bit of your kickstart and a bit of workbench mm. and all of that stuff, can you really? But, well, uh, I think you know. For me, the, the ST was more impressive than the PC was at the time. I mean, mm. I remember a friend of mine had an Amstrad um, PC, oh, yeah. and uh, he showed me games on it, and the look was from Commodore sixty four games, and mm. it came around mine. He saw Lotus two running on the Amiga. And he heard that, you know, Barry Leach music and his jaw dropped. He's like, you know, I, I didn't know that computers can make music like this. <laughs> yeah, but, but people were still like rocking green screen back then. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. It was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think quite a few STs were like black and white as well, were they? Or a lot of people had black and white monitors with them. I remember. Yeah, the high res mode, yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm quite tempted to get an Atari ST as well. I'd be like you, Dan. I'm just going to pick one up and... Give it a whirl, but oh well, they've got STJ, which is some great DJ software. So I definitely need to get one. Oh yeah, yeah try it, mate. Oh, yeah, nice. do, you can do like a compare and contrast, can't you? Just yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. a battle. Right. Do, do you know what I really want though? I want a Tori Falcon. Oh, yeah, that would be such an interesting machine. I mean, it, it had a lot of power, and I remember at the time it was, you know, compared to the Amiga 1200. I remember all the magazines doing like, you know, benchmark charts 
And oh, yeah. the, the Falcon OS came out better on processing and it had a faster CPU and, um, the audio on it was a lot better too. It had like a DSP chip on there. Um, but they released it and because they sold so badly, not much has really been made for it. But I think there is quite a small but very active homebrew scene mm. now for the Falcon. I saw a guy on Reddit the other day he actually got three of them given to him for free. Because it turned out apparently the American Postal Service used them for sorting post, apparently. Oh, the Falcons, randomly. So. <laughs> and you've got Jaguars sorting out people's teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Atari really yeah, should have branched out, shouldn't they? They should yeah. have yeah. uh, did the wrong thing with games. Yeah. yeah, they did the wrong thing again. <laughs> All right, well, my final question then, I suppose, final question. I've got, got one more final phrase. Oh, okay, 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 sorry, good, guys. Good, good, good. good. So, you know, obviously, you guys have had this, you know, the, um, the YouTube subs and everything before you started. Would you take, because there's, there's some podcasts that do the whole, you know, the, the video in the studio kind of thing. Um, would you do that? Is that uh, Dan, Dan can answer that because he's, yeah, well, he's got plans. Yeah, well, it is something we've well, we've actually filmed a couple of shows before, yeah. um, but not managed to get around to editing them in time for the podcast coming out. <laughs> so that's the thing, like we talked about before, the fact that editing video it's is madness, so much more. It? Oh, so it difficult. takes forever. Yeah. I think the, the the estimate is that for every one minute of video that you edit, it takes about an hour to do. That is a joke, um, isn't it? Like, yeah. So, I mean, you know. If you want to get, I look at stuff like CU podcast, um, mm. you know, that Paddy NES Punk does, and they do get a lot of hits on YouTube, you know, for putting their stories out individually. Mm. And it is something we've looked at and we may do in the future, but I want it to be more of a, an automated process rather than having to, you know, film on our phones and edit it all up every week. Yeah. I think there is definitely, um, a, a benefit to doing it. But again, it's just whether we can afford the, you know, the time and effort yeah. during the weeks. I mean, same as you guys, probably you don't want to do too much extra stuff that's going to take away the actual core of doing your podcast we you looked at the youtube thing but yeah. just the amount of i mean because we you know we've got a lot of friends of the the youtube stuff you know guys that listen to this podcast you know, guys like top loader g to next level uh and the amount of time that they say that these things take to edit just really puts yeah. me off and i you know look, looking after the kid and everything in the minute i don't really have time to, yeah. to spend six seven hours editing one one weekly slot because by the time I've done that, it's the week's gone, isn't it? So, yeah. So, what do you <laughs> and do? You need so, like a permanent hardware setup as well. So, like, yeah. you'd need a PC with two capture things. We were using our phones yeah. on those little tripods before. And it was like, <laughs> it was like, much, Ravi, yeah. lend me your phone so I can transfer over the files. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. Then you've got to sync the audio to it. And like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I spent about like, you know, five, six hours doing one. I thought, oh, it's not worth it. Oh, <laughs> we can God. do it after that. So, <laughs> Yeah, so it might be someone we revisit in the future. There are solutions out there, you know, that they are quite a bit of expense to them, but, you know, cameras that can do auto-switching, that mm. kind of thing. So yeah. maybe yeah, one day. But Also, the interview as well. I don't think it would yeah. make very good viewing because it's us two just sitting there nodding to kind of what the guy is saying and then <laughs> well, asking a few questions. So yeah. maybe the news section would be where the video would shine. Yeah. You need to do like juggling in the background, maybe, Ravi and Dan, whoever's not talking, possibly. <laughs> or playing a game, I thought you yeah. know, we could just have a game in the corner, you know, yeah. you play that while you're talking about the game. In the <laughs> have worms going on in the background. Exactly. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, I'd just start getting distracted and talking about exploding grandmas <laughs> in the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Kamikaze worms and that, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, Ravi does tend to get video game Tourette's as well when he loses. Um, all, nice. all the language comes <laughs> Sounds like Rob. Sounds like I robbed him. Yeah, it does actually. Um, I've got a slightly cheeky question, and you don't have to give any names. But I was wondering, if, if, have you ever had a guest on your show when you when you really don't like that person's game or their hardware, and you think, oh, and but has there ever been a chance of thinking, oh, I hate the game they've made, but it's a good guest? Has it ever come ac- come across? Well, it's, it's weird because I think we've covered a lot of people that we like the games mm. of and that we love, and now we're starting to cover titles that we've never heard of before, and that mm. requires a lot more research and stuff, but. Sometimes you're like, oh, Jesus, I didn't know about that connection. Yeah. Or, you know, you, you get a bit of new knowledge from it. And I think now we're getting into that kind of learning process where before we were like, oh, get him on. He's classic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. In, in terms of Ravi's right there, we, we did get a lot of listener suggestions. Like, you know, get, get this guy on. He's great. Um, and then it might be a game we've never played or not too familiar with. So we'll have to play it, you know, download it, give it a try in advance and read about it and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, in terms of like, you know, guess that we've had on those games we didn't like. I mean, I would love to do an episode about Rise of the Robots. You know, oh, actually yeah. get someone on who made the game. Yeah. Um, just because of the reputation it's got. 
Um, I don't know if you guys have ever tried this or had any success with it, but everyone I've contacted doesn't want to talk about it, you know, probably. <laughs> They've tried, yeah, some of the guys from Mirage and that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's a project that broke a few people, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also, uh, we, we tend to have none, absolutely none of the Nintendo guys. Like, we have Rare, the UK company, because yeah. so many developers are Japanese. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's really hard to get any of the Nintendo blokes on there to ever talk. It is, unless they've sort of branched away. Like, I think a couple of years I managed to persuade Dylan Mm. Cuthbert to, uh, to give Mm. us a, um, a Q&A, but only because he was doing, I think it was the Forever Children, Tomorrow Children, I can't remember. He was doing something with Sony. So it's only then that I managed to get some kind of Nintendo gossip out of him. Otherwise, they are quite, they're quite sheltered, aren't they? The old Nintendo. I think a lot of them signed like contracts that lasted like 20 years or something. Oh, God, yeah. Talk about stuff, so yeah. NDAs and stuff, yeah. Um, That doesn't surprise me about Nintendo. I I found that with Mortal Kombat because we did a special sort of 21st anniversary. I can't remember what it was. 26th anniversary. (laughs) But I wanted to get, I wanted to interview someone that made the game, but oh my words, Warner Brothers or Ed Boon were having none of it. Like, nope, nope, Mm. nope, nope, nope. But luckily, yeah. John, John Tobias, who's now left uh, Midway, yeah. he, he was very kind and gave me a podcast. And it's, it, some companies are really sort of, nope, you can't speak to our staff. But it, yeah, pretty crazy. And, Midway, and I love that episode seven. you did as well. It was a great, great interview with him. Oh, thank you. Yeah, he's, a really, yeah, really yeah, he's probably yeah, one of the most popular ones, actually. What, what a real legend. He's one of the few guys that actually say something nice about us as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, no, oh, John, <laughs> John, you're making my heart melt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, guys, it's been, a, I've had a great time. We'll have to do this again. I'm sure if you don't mind, it's been great fun again. Oh mate, we'll definitely do more stuff in the future, guys. I mean, it's, you know, it's amazing that we do have such a healthy UK podcasting scene. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that all our shows are, are doing well and people are listening to them and enjoying them. We've got this great community going on. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, we just need to meet up in real life now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ch- challenge you to game of micro machines. I'll probably lose it. Oh, yeah. I'll lose. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, if you ever need a couple of guys to chat absolute rubbish on a panel, I'm sure me and me and Adrian are up for that. Oh, well up for that. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe one really day desperate. we could do a, a UK podcasters panel. That could be good. That's got to be done. People yeah, would come right. literally from two miles around to <laughs> two miles. <laughs> They'd bring the eggs. Come, yeah. Egg Dylan, egg Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks guys. Um, listeners, obviously the Retro Hour podcast, the yep. brilliant podcast. We'll stick some links in the show notes. Um, so you can easily get to these guys. So yeah. Um, thanks Dan. Thanks Ravi. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. Real honor Cheers. again. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK, at Keith Barlow 82 and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.